called to the booth. Broncos got a big win in Dallas. Eagles coming to town. Paul, drop that beat. Harrison Sanford, a key to leave. Broncos season is not over, despite what people might have thought with that Von Miller trade. <laughs> didn't impact them too much getting that win against the Dallas Cowboys, 30 to 16. And that 16 really didn't factor in too much. They came in late. Uh, Akeeb lives in Carrollton, Texas, not too far from Dallas. What was the experience like watching your former team get a win against, I guess, what would be your quote unquote home team? Yeah, it was. It was. It was a great win, man. The boys came out with a lot of energy. And, and I think that momentum, it's a momentum game, man. That that momentum, they got the momentum in their favor early, and they had so many fans in the in the stands. It it got them, it got the fans excited, and that shit rolled throughout the whole game. You know what I'm saying? So momentum, moment, it's a momentum game, man. And the Broncos did a good job getting some early fourth down stops and big plays early to to make that momentum get on their side. Yeah, one of the biggest plays, and I don't think I've ever, I haven't seen this in ever, was that punt that could have been the Cowboys' ball, but unfortunately right. they, for them at least, they touched the ball, ended up Broncos still keeping possession. Crazy that was a play. big, big turn of events. Uh, a lot of great performances all around. Javante Williams over 100 rushing yards. Melvin Gordon getting the touchdown. Jerry Judy getting real acclimated to this offense again with six catches, 69 yards, mm -hmm. uh, while. Uh, Cortland Sutton was getting that coverage from Trayvon Diggs. Speaking of scoring in Trayvon Diggs or playing well in Trayvon Diggs' coverage, Tim Patrick caught a touchdown, 85 yards overall, and the secondary held C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper, one of the best combos in the NFL at the wide receiver position, to 60 combined yards. A lot of candidates. Who gets Bronco of the week? Man, I, I, first, we got to get at O-line, man. O-line had guys dropping like flies, backups coming in. They didn't miss a beat. You couldn't tell it was a backup on the field, man. So, shout out to that O-line. But y'all guys didn't win, man. We, I'm going to go Tim Patrick, man. Tim Patrick, he he kind of set the tempo on my, in, in my eyes, man. He scored the tub on, on Diggs. But besides that, though, he had a third down catch and just his energy that he brought. He brought a we ain't scared of nobody, don't matter where we at type of energy. And I think that, that, that fed through the rest of his team, man. So, let's get a game ball to... Tim Patrick, man, took Diggs up top one time, early tub, and his energy spread throughout the rest of that team. Yeah, made some big catches on third down, as you pointed out. Big, big time performance from him. Uh, again, we thought, some people thought at least, the Broncos season was over. Well, they're alive and kicking. I don't know what's happening in this AFC West right now. The Chargers 5-3, and three, Raiders 5-3, and three, and they are dealing with a bunch of stuff. Kansas City Chiefs still not looking right at 5-4, and four. Broncos at 5-4. and four. Uh, when you look at the standings, when you look at what's happening with with each team, can you tell me what you're thinking when you evaluate each team or what's standing out to you overall with the division? Man, it's it's tough. It's tough in the AFC West, and honestly, it's tough in the AFC period, man, because you got the Chiefs there, and if you talk about the entire AFC, the Chiefs is like in ninth place. The Broncos is like in 10th place, right? <laughs> but we them they pretty much still alive, man. It's like the top 12 teams in the AFC all pretty much got a chance to be the number one seed, man. So this is probably one of the best 
divisions in football, AFC West, man. Chargers at the top right now. Broncos last. And they one game away from each other. But everybody played each other, so it's definitely going to play itself out. But we'll see. We'll see. The Broncos got some work to do. We need – it's like they're a, different, they're a different team when Judy in there, in my opinion, man. It's like he brings something to the table that op they opens everything up for everybody else, including the run game. So when Judy there, they look like a whole different team. We're going to need that, that Judy Broncos team for the rest of the season if they plan on making these playoffs. Yeah, having another weapon there, uh, definitely a big-time help uh, for the Denver Broncos. And something that hasn't been mentioned too much, at least in national coverage, Noah Fant didn't play either. So that would have been a nice right. target. Obviously, Albert O was there, but having Noah Fant there is also going to help those Denver Broncos uh, keep pace as we look at this AFC West. It is looking uh, like a tough division for sure. When we come back, how can the Broncos keep pace? You beat the Philadelphia Eagles. How do they do that? Akeem will break that down and we return with Call to the Booth right here on the Aptitude TV Network. I'm seeing, man, people starting to slow down that Bills offense, and the Jags did a good job of it, man. They, they kind of getting that, that Chiefs treatment, right? They kind of getting that too high all day. Y'all don't want to run the ball, then we're going to make y'all beat us by running the ball against a seven-man box all day, you know what I'm saying? Because they're just going to keep too high. And I don't know, man, that's, it's, it's, it's a copycat league, right? <laughs> if you come out and you super explosive, they're going to put the, the Chiefs defense on. It's called the Chiefs defense. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> super deep cover two or, or super deep cover four, man. So the Jags did a good job uh, uh, rolling out that defense and, and keeping the ball in front of them. The Bills better get used to it. Y'all better find an answer for it because that's what they've been seeing and it's working against them. Broncos trying to get to six and four on the season. Keep pace with that tough AFC West. In order to do that, got to take down the Philadelphia Eagles who just lost last week to the Los Angeles Chargers at home. I know Broncos fans would have liked them to win that game. Uh, nonetheless, let's look at the scouting report here for this matchup. Offensively, Jalen Hurts is not Lamar Jackson, but I'm sure there are some lessons that the Broncos learned from defending a guy like Lamar Jackson earlier this season that they can apply to this matchup, Akeem. Yeah, definitely. Definitely going to have to contain uh, Hurts, keep him in the pocket. He they leading rusher, right? Hurts is the Eagles leading rusher. A lot of that come on scramble drills and, you know, uh, off-schedule plays, so the D-line going to have to rush smart, man, keep him in the pocket, of course, and and you practice that even though the, the outside backers or the D-ends is kind of different in this game, but you practice that probably so much going against Lamar, so you, you got that in the back of your mind. You already practiced it, went through it, man, so it, it should be pretty fresh, even though the guys are new, but definitely going to be a huge part of the game is containing Hurts. Yeah, it should be encouraged. I mean, hey, you're able – I know Dak was just having his first game back, but able to stop the Cowboys, you feel like they should be able to stop uh, Jalen Hurts and that Philadelphia Eagles offense. On the other side of the ball, let me tell you some stats about the Philadelphia Eagles. They allow the worst complete completion percentage. They have the most missed tackles in the NFL. They allow the most first downs in the NFL. They're tied for most red zone touchdowns allowed, third most in penalties, and they blitz the third fewest – in the NFL, their scheme allows uh, for a lot of catches in front of them, and they have to tackle, which they haven't been great at this season. Should be a good day for Teddy Bridgewater, Jerry Judy, and the rest of the guys, right? Should be a good day, man. We, we thought it was going to be a, a, a good day last week, but that's, that's another show right there, Harrison. But, <laughs> I mean, it should be a good day, man. These guys pretty much on defense, the Eagles, they middle of the pack in passing yards, middle of the pack in rushing yards, middle of the pack total yards, so... 
They record speak for itself, man. You can move the ball, you can score on these guys, but man, it's gonna take it's gonna take all the eleven guys on the same page. That O line gonna have to come out and play like they played against the Cowboys, get that run game going, then them play actions open up some of them over routes to Judy, some of them dig routes to Patrick. So it, it, it sounds good, but you can't go off week to week. Can't go off what you did last week and and, and come into this week, man. It's all their own week. They're gonna have to prepare, and that O line gonna have to come out and play just as physical as they did last week. Yeah, Herbert got out 356 passing yards last week against uh, the Eagles, but he really took his time going up the field. Just a lot of duck downs, mm -hmm. uh, little uh, short passes, short passes, short passes. Not a lot of action for Mike Williams uh, last week. All right, so let's look at a matchup here that you're focusing on, uh, your A-plus matchup for this, week 10 mat for this Week 10 game between the Eagles and the Broncos. Uh, I'm going to go whatever five linemen is out there for the Broncos. I don't know if Bowles will be back this week or not. But uh, whatever five linemen they, they start out there versus that uh, Philadelphia Eagles defensive front, Fletcher Cox and the guys, man. I think if Fletcher Cox get up on them guys and they get them going backwards, it's going to be a long day. And if, and if the Broncos O-line get them boys going backwards, it might look like it looked last week for them, man. So it's, it's all going to be determined by that O-line. You're playing fantasy football this weekend. There's one Bronco that you want in your lineup. Who is it? Mm, you want you want you want Patrick in your lineup, man. Patrick gonna get in the zone again. I think Teddy Bridgewater, he's been there. He's been the one been there. He's been healthy. He's been the 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 frequent face for Teddy out of all these guys. So man, I think he's really getting comfortable with him. And uh he's gonna look for him on third down. He's gonna look for him in the red zone. Low-key, I like Noah Fant. Last week, 101 yards and one touchdown between Jared Cook, Steven Anderson, and Donald Parham. All tight ends there for the Los Angeles Chargers. I like the tight end going off for the Broncos. And before we get out of here, Broncos, two-and-a-half-point favorites, 45 over under in Week 10. Where are you laying your money? We'll we go, we go under, under 45, Broncos minus two. We like it. Need to keep pace with the teams in the division. When we come back next week, we'll break down what happens. I look forward to week 11. That's the key to lead. I'm Harrison Sanford. This is Close to the Booth right here on Altitude TV. See you next time.